Today is the 13th of May 2020. I really want to say welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say, also want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have some time together, some prayer time together, listen to some scripture together, as we have a regular rhythm of worship together. If you are joining us for the first time, thank you. Welcome. Each episode follows a really simple pattern of a mixture of prayer, scripture, music, and as I said, my own thoughts and ramblings. It's dead easy to pick up as we go along. Before we start, don't forget, if you want to download the script, there is a download the script button in the show notes. Click that button. You'll get a PDF of today's episode. If you'd like to support Walking the Way, again, the link to our giving page is in the show notes. And finally, if you'd like more information about me or the podcast, www.rayborrett.co.uk is the place to go. All the details are there. All the information is there. Why I do it is there. Go have a look. We always start each leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? You're here, Lord, in this place, at this moment. Not only do we stand in awe of how great you are, so much bigger than our imagination, but we can also scarcely comprehend that you are with us in this moment. Yet, from a distance you're watching us, but you stand beside us as well. Your Spirit's presence quickens our pulse, fills us with wonder when we become aware that you are near us. Lord, in the extraordinary and the common everyday ways, make your presence known to us. This is your time, Lord. The words don't belong to me or to anyone else. When we lose sight of this, Lord, forgive us. Work through us. Do great things with us right now. We ask this in Jesus' name. In the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. 2 Timothy 2, 1-2 You then, my child... Be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So what does it mean to be faithful? Paul is asking Timothy to entrust the gospel to faithful men. In modern translations you'd read that as people, who can then go on to teach the gospel to others. So what does it mean to be faithful? If you are listening to this podcast, then the likelihood is that you are a Timothy, someone who has received the message of hope and love that is the gospel from someone else. Someone told you about Jesus and you decided that you were going to follow him. Have you shared it with someone else? Has that person gone on to tell others about their own experiences? If not, why not? And again, ask yourself the question, am I being faithful to the gospel? This is always as much of a call to me as it is to everyone else. But how do I pass the message on to those who will go on and share that message with others? How do I empower others to tell their gospel story? The church is in decline, in part because the way we behave, and let's face it, our behavior is not the best, but also because we don't actually share what Jesus has done for us. We rely on dodgy television evangelists or big-name preachers who are eloquent but don't have a relationship with the people around us. They don't want X person to tell them that God loves them. They want you to. 
they most likely know that you are a disciple of Jesus, commonly called a Christian, though sometimes I doubt that. So how does that change you? How does that impact you? How does it make you a better person? That's what they want to know. When we tell them, we're being faithful to the gospel, that message that has survived in its myriads of forms for generations. Don't let it die out in ours. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's reading, we read about someone who was faithful to the gospel. And we read about the stoning of Stephen. We'll see you on the other side. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scripture, shall we? God, speak to us today. Let us hear your voice clearly in the scriptures today. We ask this in the name of him who is your word. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are from the English Standard Version, and today we're reading Act 7. And the high priest said, Are these things so? And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran, and said to him, Go out from your land and from your kindred, and go into the land that I will show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran, 
And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot length, but promised to give it to him as a possession, and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. And God spoke to this effect, that his offspring would be sojourners in a land belonging to others, who would enslave them and inflict them four hundred years. But I will judge the nation that they serve, said God, and after that they shall come up and worship me in this place. And he gave them the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac, and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob, and Jacob of the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Israel. But God was with him, and rescued him out of his afflictions, and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan, and great affliction, and our fathers could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our fathers on their first visit. On their second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. And Joseph sent and summoned Jacob his father and all his kindred, seventy-five persons in all. And Jacob went down into Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem, and laid in the tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamor in Shechem. But as the time of the promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt, until there rose out over Egypt another king, who did not know Joseph. He dealt shrewdly with our race, and forced our fathers to expose their infants, so that they would not be kept alive. At this time Moses was born, and he was beautiful in God's sight, and he was brought up for three months in his father's house. And when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him, and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in his words and deeds. When he was forty years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man, and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. And on the following day he appeared to them as they were quarrelling and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brothers, why do you wrong each other? But the man who was wronging his neighbour thrust him aside, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? At that retort Moses fled, and became an exile in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. Now when forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and as he drew near to look, there came the voice of the Lord. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, and of Isaac, and of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their groaning, and I have come to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? This man God sent both as ruler and redeemer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt at the Red Sea, and in the wilderness for forty years. 
This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our fathers. He received living oracles to give to us. Our fathers refused to obey him but thrust him aside. And in their hearts they turned to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make for us gods who will go before us. As for this Moses, who led us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days, and offered a sacrifice to the idol, and were rejoicing in the works of their hands. But God turned away, and gave them over to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of prophets. Did you bring to me slain beasts and sacrifices during the forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You took up the tent of Moloch, and the star of your god Rephan, the images that you made to worship, and I will send you into exile beyond Babylon. Our fathers had the tent of witness in the wilderness, just as he who spoke to Moses directed him to make it according to the pattern that he had seen. Our fathers in turn brought it in with Joshua, when they dispossessed the nations that God drove out before our fathers. So it was in the days of David, who found favor in the sight of God, and asked to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands, as the prophets say. Heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into the heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out in a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And then after music, we're going to pray.
Before we pray, just a reminder that if you would like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, our voicemail service. The links are all in the show notes. So please let us know if we can pray for you. We would love to pray for you. I've got a personal request, please. My mom is in hospital with pneumonia. So I would appreciate some prayer for my mom, please. Her name is Louise. Let's pray, shall we? Dear Heavenly Father, this is one of those days when there's nothing really grumble-worthy going on in my life. Though I'm sure I could muster up plenty of things to complain about God. Those things that quickly lose their size and impact when held alongside the riches of the gospel. My heart is filled with thanksgiving and praise offering today. And I want to take the time, Lord, to tell you why. Father, thank you for forgiving all my sins through the work of Jesus. May I never take that miracle of grace and generosity for granted. And may this rich understanding of grace compel me to greater forbearance, patience, and forgiveness towards others. Father, thank you for healing my diseases, brokenness, and weaknesses. Though the fullness of my healing will require your second coming, Lord Jesus, nonetheless you you presently heal me spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. One day... I, along with all your children, will be completely whole and free. And I've never longed for that day more. Father, thank you, not only for pulling me up out of all kinds of pits, those of my own choosing and those of others, but also for crowning me with your love and compassion. Thank you that I'm no longer a slave to sin and death, and now that I am a member of your priestly and kingly people who reign in life through grace, as we love and serve others. What a privilege, Lord. Father, thank you for satisfying my desires with good things. What do I have that I've not received from you? Absolutely nothing. Thank you for intending my pleasure and resourcing my delights. You've not only given me your love, which is better than life, you've also given me so many good things which greatly enhance life in this broken world. Things to eat and see, smell and savour, touch and share. Things to make me laugh and people to dry my tears. Things to sing about and things to quietly ponder. Though my body is getting older, you continually give me a youthful, renewed heart, for which I give you all the praise and worship due your name. So very amen I pray in Jesus' exalted and caring name. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us, now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the press. If you want to partner with Walking the Way, If you'd like to donate towards the project, that would be amazing. We are looking at upgrading all our equipment, so any donations would be fantastic. 
please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Don't forget you can also listen to us on TuneIn and YouTube. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue Walking the Way. Thank you.